0: Some good preaching from Brother Vaughn. Not only have I heard the word and learned something, I learned how to spell Vaughn. I did. Down here over in Louisiana and in South Texas, I'd spell it V A U G H, but not Brother Vaughn. His is V O A N.
1: And I learned that,
0: and I tell you what, I've heard some good preaching from him too. Brother Vaughn, come on. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. I'm glad I'm in church today. Amen. Hallelujah. I recently found out that uh, some students did a study on a variety of different seeds. And uh, what they did was they planted these seeds. And they'd take a certain seed and they would plant it next to a row that had a different seed. And uh, they noticed that each seed... And the area that they were planted in would take on different characteristics, different patterns, um, similarities from the other different seeds. But there was one seed they said that never changed and it didn't matter where they planted it and that was the mustard seed. You know, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Never changes. It doesn't matter what happens in life. It doesn't matter how bad it gets here on earth. Heaven's going to be the same. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm glad I'm in something that's not going to change. I'm glad I'm a part of something that's going to last forever. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how bad the world gets. I'm glad I'm in church today. God bless you.
1: Well, when I get trouble, fighting for the right, well, you know I,
2: I can call Jesus anytime. Well, when I feel discouraged, He will lead me on. Well, you know I. I of Jesus anytime.
0: oh yes I can call I Jesus, can call. I, can call. I can call Jesus any time, oh yes I can, oh yes he, he is always on the line, oh he is King Almighty, the Lord of his name, oh, we call Jesus, Jesus. anytime Drinking, and I'm where well, you know I, I call Jesus anytime. Well, when my heart is heavy, and my will where you know I Oh, is King He is always on the line. Oh, He is King of King Almighty. Lord God is His name. Don't you know I I to the I? Jesus. I call Jesus. He is always on the line Oh, well, is King Almighty King Lord God is His When I, I, I call, call Jesus Jesus well, when I get in trouble <laughs> Fighting for the right When well, so I. I Anytime Oh, when I feel He will lead me on Oh, you know I I can call Jesus anytime.
1: While we're standing brother duplish is coming brother Bless i believe god deserves our praises this morning let's lift our hands and love him today praise god praise god praise god savior we love you this morning thank you for this privilege and opportunity praise god praise god Praise God. Amen. You can be seated and it is so good to be in God's house today and we're certainly happy for all of our visitors that are here. It's good to see Brother Richard back in church this morning. Amen. I know that he's glad that he's able to be back in church. Brother Richard standing praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. What would we do without a church? What would we be without the church? I know what we'd be. We'd be ashamed. Amen. It's good to be here this morning. See all of you here, our visitors and all. glad to see Dwayne and Heather here this morning. We're glad they come to church. Amen. And uh, I thought about the disciples. The Bible said they were out fishing and and, uh, they didn't recognize... Who Jesus was but uh, he was there and but he asked him have you caught any fish and they said no we fished all night and hadn't caught anything he said well cast your nets on the other side of the boat right. and they did and the apostle Peter was he was sorting out the fish he was so glad to be able to and, and he just kept sorting them out and Jesus asked him said uh, Peter do you love me more than these and Peter didn't pay a whole lot of attention he just kept sorting the fish And he said, "Yea, Lord, you know that I do. And he said, feed my sheep, feed my lambs. And he kept sorting fish. And Jesus said, ask him again. He said, do you love me more than these? And he said, Lord, I do. And he really wasn't paying much attention. The Lord asked him the third time. It kind of hurt Peter's feelings. And he said, Lord, you know that I love you more than these. He said, well, feed my lambs. And this morning, God is so good to us that he's going to feed you today. And Brother Cooper told me, he said, all of his family's here because uh, Sister Cooper cooked dinner and they're all going to head over to his house as soon as dinner's over. But that's not the feeding that I'm talking about. Amen. That'll, That'll only keep you for a little while. But we need that spiritual food that'll help us throughout the ages of eternity. And that's the reason we're here this morning. To be fed from the master's table. And He has something good for us today. So I'm going to ask you to stand again and lift your hands and praises to God as, as our pastor comes and brings us the Word of the Lord. Brother Luper. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise
2: God. Why don't we really worship Him this morning? Is God good to you today? Hallelujah. 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 How great is Thy name, O oh Lord. How mighty is thy name. How powerful is thy name. Glory, 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 glory. Why don't somebody give him praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of God this morning. Amen. You can be seated for a few moments. Good to see everyone that's in church today. Lord bless you for coming to church. And uh, looking forward to God doing something good for us in this place today. Good to see all of our guests that are here. We're honored that you came to be with us this morning. And uh, i tell you what, it's just, it's just I, I just feel blessed being able to be in the house of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Just, just blessed to be in God's house. And I hope that you, and I pray and trust that you feel the same way this morning. Good to have Brother and Sister Vaughn and their family here with us. And uh, I would be having him to preach ordinarily, but since I'm going to be gone a couple weeks, uh, in case I don't get back, I've got a few things I'd like to say. <laughs> so, so uh, no, I, I just uh, felt something in the Lord this week that I'd like to uh, talk to you about. Today, and and um, not exactly what I would like to uh, leave on a on a note of this sound, but I just feel something in the Lord. But it's good to see uh, Brother Richard, along with Brother Duplessis, good to see Brother Richard here in service this morning, been missing him, and I guess it's gotten so bad out there on a Mormon church road that him and his wife has to have somebody to separate them today. But... <laughs> He's been in the house for a few weeks with Sister Y Barbo, <laughs> and uh, no, I I know it's been all all good, and uh, but we are glad that God has done a work for you, and and uh, good to see you in church this morning. Good to see Brother Rick's parents here today. Lord bless you for coming to the house of God. Good to see the young man with Brother Daniel here this morning. Uh, Lord bless you for coming to church, uh, Dwayne and. Heather and we were up here discussing what her name was I was going to tell her well the situation is when you're not here at church with him he has somebody else so we can't keep it all straight <laughs> so now that I, so that means you have to come every Sunday so and uh, to make sure you don't show up with him no I'm just joking but uh, we want to welcome everybody that's joining us on the internet this morning and uh, we're starting to reach out and in a little different area to those who are not able to make it to the house of God. Now, remember, this does not take the place of church. You still need to be in God's house. And uh, staying at home will never take the place of being in the house of God. But when uh, circumstances are to the place where you can't make it to church, uh, we ask you to uh, tune in or or log on, whatever, and uh, hear us on on uh, the Internet also in the next month. Now, they have, they have kept promising me this for the last uh, eight months, but in the next month we should have a radio broadcast on, on the new station uh, out of Beaumont. It, it was previously the station here in Silsby, but they have moved it. It'll be a.m. 1300. It'll be at 7 o'clock on Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock on Sunday nights. So uh, the internet is live. That will be recorded. But anyway, Lord bless you for coming to church today. And a few announcements I'd like to make mention of before uh, we go. You know that we will be leaving uh, hopefully tomorrow and uh, going on vacation. Brother uh, uh, Charles Samuel DuPlissy will be in charge of the services while we're gone. Brother Trey will be preaching Wednesday night the 7th and uh, brother Ron Fraser will be preaching uh, Wednesday night the 14th we will be back on the 17th the Lord willing and uh, then when I get back from there for all of you that took up that special love offering I'm gonna put it to work to send me out of the country so I'm going to Belize uh, October the 29th and be back on the 7th and uh, so no it's not a one-way trip I'm, I am honored I am honored and uh, thankful that you did give us enough money to go both directions so so uh, anyway that wouldn 't be a good sign at all, but I uh, want you to be praying for us, the Lord, give us a safe trip and uh, bring us back home safe also Brother Cooper had mentioned sister Merritt 's sister passed away, and uh, let 's keep her in our prayers today and uh let her know that you're praying for her and care about her, so if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew if you want to stand for the reading of the word of the Lord, Matthew chapter twenty four and uh, starting at verse number thirty seven and uh, looking forward to the word of the Lord tonight from brother Vaughn and've uh, been enjoying them being here in service with us and it's just been a pleasure of ours to get acquainted with them and uh, looking forward to God doing something great for us tonight and maybe He can excite you a little bit tonight. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 37 and 38. The scripture says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days of Noah that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that noah entered into the ark and you can be seated i have felt this on my heart pretty much all week and i would like to try my best to deliver it to you like the lord has given it to me and uh, sometimes i don't do quite the job of delivering like i feel like the lord would have me to but i want to do my very best to preach to you what God has laid on my heart today. I want to preach to you from this subject, God's last message to a lost world. God's last message to a lost world. There is, I I believe there is two areas uh, when we look at God that we should be very, very concerned about. And uh, one that we spend a lot of time on and a lot of time talking about, and uh, I love so dearly, is the merciful side of God. And truly today, God is an extremely merciful God. For we find that, that when a man came to the Lord and said, Lord, if, if somebody does me wrong, what, uh, what should I do? How many times should I forgive them? And uh the he said seven times and in, in, in one day and and I believe it was Jesus that said not only seven times in one day, but seven times seventy. So uh that's hard for one person to do you wrong that many times in one day. Uh it's very difficult to do. So that lets me know that we are to forgive and we are to forget. A lot of people say they forgive, but they have a very difficult time in forgetting. we got what they say like a memory like an elephant. That, uh, well, in one way, somebody does something good for us, we can't even remember long enough to send them a thank you card. But if somebody does us wrong, oh, praise God, I'll remember it to my dying day, and I will never forget. <coughs> but on a different uh, perspective today the mercy of God the scripture said in first Peter chapter 2 and verse number 10 which in times past now this is the way that I look at the mercy of God and I feel like it's very important to us today it says which in times past were not a people but are now the people of God which had obtained mercy had excuse me which had not attained mercy but now have obtained mercy. That God was so merciful to us to allow us to know His glorious truth. That we were not even a people and, and, and uh, we were absolutely nobody, but God showed us mercy. He said, which in times past you were not a, a people, but are now the people of God. How much more... Merciful could God ever be than that the the, the uh, scriptures mentioned in the whole Bible I was I was looking at it and, and uh, the word mercy uh, and this is not all dealing with the mercy of God, but just the word mercy is mentioned two hundred and sixty one times in the whole entire Bible. when we look at the phrase the mercy of God. Now this might surprise you. It was very surprising to me. The mercy of God, that phrase is mentioned one time in the whole entire Bible. And that is in the Old Testament. God gave us mercy when He called us out of darkness into this marvelous truth. That was the mercy of God. I don't know... You know how much, uh, uh, people rely upon the mercy of God. And it's very, very dangerous to keep, uh, trying to stretch the mercy of God to no end. And a lot of people say that the mercy of God is everlasting. That is true. But there is a time where the mercy of God runs out in certain people's lives you may not agree with that but but hear me out this morning now when when someone is is uh, born again and they what we would term as backsliding i believe the mercy of god continues to reach out to that person but what happens when that person dies in a backslidden condition mercy run out for that person That is something that should be in the minds and the hearts and the spirits of every one of our lives today. That we should look at this and realize that that I don't know how long that it's going to last. I don't know how long now. Now some of you in the condition and the state that you're in spiritually right now this morning, if the Lord come back Immediately, which I believe that God could come back anytime He gets ready because He is God. But if the Lord come back right now, where would you spend eternity? Would you tell me that mercy run out in your life? Or would you say that God has been merciful to me? And then, on the other, other side of God... There is a God of judgment. Now this might be very surprising to you. It was surprising to me. So I'll, I'll give it to you. Now the word judgment is mentioned 285 times in the whole entire Bible. Uh, uh, mercy 261. Judgment 285. Now. Uh, I'll tell you again that this is not all dealing with the judgment of God. This is judgment of judging people, judges judging people, uh, a lot of different areas here. Now, the phrase, the judgment of God, is mentioned five times in the Bible, and all five times is in the New Testament. So people say... And I believe this, and I agree with you, that we are living under the dispensation of grace. Which is very true, the grace of God. Which we were not a people, but by the mercy of God and the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on Calvary, that He has called us as Gentiles out of a lost and dying state that we were created in to be the children of God. We are living under the dispensation of grace. But in the dispensation of grace, there is still the judgment of God. The Scripture said in Romans chapter 1 and verse number 32, if you're familiar with Romans chapter 1, you can read it, and you can see that it's dealing with the state that this world is in at this present time. It's dealing with homosexuality. It's dealing with ungodly living. It's dealing with drunkenness. It's dealing with swapping in marriage relationships. The Scripture said in Romans chapter 1 and verse number 32, who knowing the judgment of God. Now he's speaking to a backslidden state of people who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death not only do the same but have pleasure in them that do them he said when you know that what you are doing is wrong now this is what I want to ask you today if you are not where you need to be with God. Do you have any idea that what you are doing is wrong? wrong? The Scripture said, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure and them that do them. What is it about society today? We are living in a wicked and a perverse generation. I was just reading last week an article in the entertainment section of the Houston Chronicle about a new show, a sitcom that is coming out uh, this year. Uh, for the very first time, and what it is, the stars of the show are two men that are living in a relationship with each other and are raising a child. I looked at the, the picture there on the, the front page of the entertainment section of the Houston Chronicle and it had them standing in front, I guess, of their set, the home where they are supposed to be living and uh, standing in front of their fireplace and uh, just like any other normal couple, they had a picture of them and their child together just like a normal family. Now what is it about society? We know Without a doubt that that is wrong. That is an abomination in the sight of God. When God created man and He said it's not good that man should be alone, He did not create Steve to go along with Adam. But He created Eve. Now that has never been right. And it will never be right. It has always been wrong. And always will be wrong. Now, we say, oh, we agree. We, we do not like that. I don't believe there's anybody, I hope there's not. If there is, you need to be in the altar and repent. That would agree with that type of lifestyle. But, we take pleasure. Now, what is it? Somewhere around 12% of Americans are homosexual that's a very small minority compared to the rest but the rest are taking pleasure in those who commit such things when they know that it is wrong they sit around in their living rooms and laugh and giggle and oh ain't that funny ain't them sickos funny ain't those weirdos funny and we just have a good luck time Popping popcorn, drinking a cold drink, taking pleasure in those who commit such things. The Bible said you're worthy of death also. Now, that that the judgment of God, the judgment of God is something that is very, very, very serious that we should take to heart. And don't I don't want you to leave this morning not knowing that we are serving a God that is a God of love. That is a God of mercy, but He is also a God of judgment. The Scripture, and this is what I want to preach about this morning, in a very, very simple, simple story that you have heard, if you know anything about church, you have heard since you was a little child going to Sunday school. The Scripture talks about a story in Genesis chapter 6 about a man named Noah. The Scripture said that He was a good man. He was a righteous man. The Scripture said that God looked at the world that He had created and it made Him so sick and so upset that He said, I am going to destroy the world that I have created. But all of a sudden He looked and the Scripture said in Genesis chapter 6 and verse number 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. I want to tell you we are living in a wicked, wicked, perverse world. But there is still a church of the living God. Amen. The scripture said where sin doth abound, the grace of God doth much more abound. I am thankful for the church of the living God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the midst of a wicked and a perverse society, when God was so upset that he said I'm going to destroy the world and mankind that I have created. The scripture said in the New Testament that Noah, the scripture said in 2nd Peter chapter 2 and verse number 5, and he spared not The world, the old world, but save Noah, the eight person, and the eight person's a preacher of righteousness bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly god never causes destruction that he does not wait, make a way of escape i want to tell you today if you are living in a life of sin and you are on the wrong road you need to get in the church of the living god even you need to make up in your mind i want to be saved i don't want to be lost i don't go to hell I don't want to die and make my my bed in hell but I want to get in the church of the living God God has always made a way of escape hallelujah 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 we find where the way of escape in Noah's time was the building of an ark the way of escape in your time is a creation of God's church. Amen. The birth of God's church on the day of Pentecost. Amen. I want to tell you this morning there is nothing in this world that is like the church of the living God. If you don't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost this morning, there's no sense to wait any longer. There's no sense to look any further. But you realize God, what you got, I want. God, what you pouring out. I want, I want a change in my life I want direction in my life I want help in my life Amen Noah started building the ark according to God's command every day working on the old boat and people would walk by and wonder what are you doing man what in the world has happened to you Noah, you was a pretty good old fella. You you was you 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 know you had a lot of wisdom at one time, but we always thought that you were a little on the edge, but right now you have done and went off of the edge. You have fell off of the cliff. What is going on in your mind? He said, God told me to build an ark because it's gonna rain. It's gonna what? We have never heard of such thing as called rain. It had never rained before. They didn't know what was going to take place. Noah, I don't guess really know what he was preaching about when he talked about rain. He had never seen it, but he knew that God told him, I am going to send a flood. I'm here today to tell you that the world looks at the church as if we have lost our mind. They look at the church like, man, you have gone crazy. Look at the way that you live. Look at the way that you conduct yourself. Church all the time. Everybody going to church all the time. You don't have to go to church. Amen. I look and I go to funerals and everybody goes to heaven. Nobody is lost. Everybody makes it in with flying colors. It doesn't matter if you go to church. It doesn't matter if you're born again. It doesn't matter if you're faithful to God. It doesn't matter what you are. But I am here to tell you today, according to the scripture, it is not that way. Hallelujah. God had a plan. God had a plan in Noah's day. And God said you got to build an ark and this is the way that you have to build it I believe if Noah would have got off one foot from what God said I believe the ark would have sunk God said I've got a plan and I want to tell you today God has a plan to get you out of here into glory God did not leave us without help God did not leave us without a plan today hallelujah Hallelujah, if any old way at all I do, no way at all I do. I'm here to tell you I hate to discourage you or upset you this morning, but if some way I could sound an alarm in your brain and in your heart, every way won't get you to heaven. Every road is not leading to heaven. Narrow is the way. What did it say about hell? Broad is a way that leadeth to destruction. But narrow. You better get on the straight and narrow path if you plan to spend eternity with God. So Noah is working on the boat. Building on the boat. I, I don't know, but, but I just feel like that in different times of building the ark, some hundred and twenty years went by I believe that there was a lot of people that that come by that was converted for a period of time and said you know man I I can buy into this deal no I I see the condition of the world I I know what the world is going through I see the drunkenness I see the perversion I see the giving in marriage I I see everything that is going on let me help you with the boat and they'd all start working on the boat together hammering away building the boat, but over a period of time and people looking at Noah and coming back making fun and ridiculing and and the lure of the world and the the pull of Satan and, and dragging people and people one by one begin to fall off of the activities of building the boat. So here we are, Noah, And his sons and his daughter-in-law and his wife building the ark noah the scripture said that he was a preacher of righteousness i can see noah as maybe he would stand out on the bow of that ark and begin preaching let me tell you world it's gonna rain just like the preachers of today just like i'm doing right now i'm telling you That the world is coming to an end. You say today, I don't know when it's going to happen. But surely there is an end. When I see the activities of this world and I see where we're headed and where we're going, I know that God is in control. And I know according to the scripture that the second coming of Jesus Christ is not far off. Building the boat. Building the boat. Man, I, I'll work with you, preacher. How many times in the 42 or 47 years of Brother Duplessis pastoring has people come by. I'm going to help you, preacher. I believe it. Man, I'm, I'm behind you only in a short period of time to see them. Well, man, I, you know, I just got carried away with other things. The pleasures of life Man, if I work on the boat, I don't drink, I don't drug, I don't party. Man, look at everybody. They look like they're having a good time. Everything is wonderful. But I'm telling you, it's coming a storm in your life. And if you ever made up in your mind, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. You need to get a hold of God today. There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. It's not like any other storm. There's a storm on the way. And I want to get inside the church. That's right. That's true. Yes. So finally, I was in Branson last year, I believe it was. They had a play that we went and saw called Noah. As I was sitting there watching what was going on and how that oh the allures of the world and all oh, what was taking place all oh, the singing the dancing the activities the drunkenness the spending out of control more parties just life is just one continual party Oh, it's so much fun and I look today at what is going on in our life and there is a very close resemblance. When I read the Scripture it said they were eating, they were drinking, they were marrying, and they were giving in marriage. Today millions of people will gather together at stadiums to worship their God. there will be drunkenness, they'll be eating. There'll be rivalry. There'll be all kinds of carrying on. There'll be fights. There'll be parties. Just like it was in the days of Noah. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And here we are. Oh man. And I have tried And I have tried so desperately. I have tried with everything that is within me to try to get a hold of some of you by the Word of God to try to tell you what you need to do is draw closer to God. I've tried to warn you. I've tried to encourage you young people. I've tried to tell you that it's not in the world. Look at the drug addict today. They don't want to be where they're at. You talk to a former alcoholic that took one drink one time for the first time and said, I'll never get hooked. You asked them how hard it was to put down the bottle. But we are living in the last days. Oh, let's go have another party. Noah, you have lost your mind. Man, i got to make money. Man, i got a deal going down. I'd like to help you today, preacher, on the boat. But Lord have mercy, I've got a deal going down. I can't, I can't miss out on another deal. Let me buy a bigger house. Let me, let me have this. Let me have a nicer car. Let me have a bigger boat. Let me have this. Let me go here. Let me have a boat. Too busy for God. But the preacher's saying, Hey, it's about to come a storm in your life. God's about to turn your world upside down. Can you hear the voice of the preacher in the background saying it's about to rain. The world can't last much longer the way we are. I tell you today, the president don't have the answers to this world's dilemma that we are in. It's not in disarming. It's not in peace to the world. It's not in one world leadership. That's not the answer. There is coming a storm, and you better get in the old boat. God tells Noah, Take you and your family and enter into the ark. Seven days passed everybody walk by why don't you come out Noah you're through with your work nothing has happened why don't you come out of the ark God told me to stay in the ark there is a world that is pulling at you trying to get you outside the church out here is where it's happening over here where the party is going on young person you better listen at me today the devil is trying to destroy your life to get you out of the ark of safety God has got you in the boat where you need to be and you're looking out the door right now standing on the old game plank, looking saying which direction should I go this looks good but but man I, I know the church is right but boy this has so much a pull on me and your parents is trying to help you they're trying to guide you the preacher's trying to tell you don't go, don't go don't leave the church It's about to come a storm, it's about to come a storm. They didn't know it had been some hundred and twenty years, and God had not even as much as caused it to thunder. A hundred and twenty years went by just the sound of the old hammer, just the sound of the saw. Just the sound of the pounding. Just the sound of the feet walking up and down the game plank. Going into the old ark. Working on the ark. Every day, every day, going to church, being faithful to God. The preacher said, you've got to be faithful. But I am telling you, as you grow older, there is, a, there is a danger of losing your senses to realize the time is about at hand. I'm reminded of the woman that was sitting in front of her mirror one day. She was about 30 years old. The story says she was sitting there and she looked in the mirror and she screamed, a horrifying scream, as she looked coming up behind her. It was the devil himself. And she said, what are you doing here devil? He said, I've come to take you. She says, I'm still a young woman, I still got plenty of time, don't take me now, you've got to give me warning, you've got to give me an opportunity, you've got to give me another chance. So the devil said, okay, I'll give you another chance, and I'll give you warning for when I'm coming back. A few years passed by and she was standing in front of the mirror, sitting in front of the mirror again. And she was putting the bondo on her face, covering up the cracks, covering up the, the streaks and the lines in the side of her face and painting her eyebrows and, and uh, taking off the ones that God gave her and painting some in the wrong place and uh, coloring her hair. And all of a sudden she looked in the mirror and here came the devil up behind her again. She said, oh, it's you again. He said, yeah, I said, I've come to take you now. She said, but you promised you would give me warning. What are you talking about coming, catching me? Not not ready. He said, when you sat down in front of the mirror and you looked in your head and you found gray hairs, you sat in front of the mirror and you had creases in the side of your face that used to not be there. You sat there in the mirror and you looked and you had little lines in the corners of your eyes that used to not be there. And you would try to fix them and you'd notice that your hands were shaking. And they didn't used to do that. I was giving you warning. Today you want all the warning in the world and God has given you the warning today. It's about to rain. Noah went into the ark, everybody laughing, everybody making fun. What are you doing Noah? One day passed, two days passed, three days, four, five, six and nothing happened. But on the seventh day, the scripture said in verse 16 of the seventh chapter of Genesis, and this is a scary, scary verse in the Bible. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut the door. they would come to the music this morning when god shuts the door brother looper can't open it when god says i'm tired of a wicked and perverse and a stiff neck people no matter how much i cry no matter how much i pray when we slam the lid on that coffin i can't ever raise you back up again But I am screaming at the top of my voice this morning, from the bottom of my heart, why don't you wake up and realize there's a storm coming? While there's still opportunity. Oh yes, i got plenty of time young, everything is okay but all of a sudden they heard the door slam and something took place in the sky that they had never seen before over yonder there was a shriek that flew across the sky and a rumble that went forth that they had never heard before (laughs) What's that falling out of the sky? What's, huh, this is a little bit different. It's all, it's all usually come up from, from the earth. What, what's this falling out of the sky? And all of a sudden, a gushing fountain begins to flow out the river. The river runs out of its banks. Let's get to the ark! Let's go to the ark. Man, let's get in the boat. You know, Noah built the boat for all of us to get in. Let's go to the ark. They begin to pound on the door. Something's different. The game plan is gone. The door is shut. Something's different. The game is gone. The door is shut. For 120 years, God gave them opportunity. But the door is now shut. What happened, Noah? Noah, Noah, Noah! Open the door. Noah wanted to open the door. I've looked in the face of a young man in the hospital, dying on a respirator. I wanted so desperately to pray the prayer of faith and see that young man get up. But no matter how much I prayed, no matter how much I tried to talk to the family, I never was able to. Why? What happened to mercy? This God that's so full of love and so full of grace. There will come a day where he's tired of playing your funny little games. Where he's tired of listening to you say, "Oh, give me. Give me a little more time, God." You know, you know my heart. You know I want to do right. Give me mercy, God. God has given you mercy. God's last call to a lost and dying world is come. Whosoever will, let him come! God's last call to you lost and dying and on your way to a devil's hell is come! You don't have to be lost! You don't have to go to hell! Listen at me, young person. You don't have to go down that terrible road of no return. God has given you a call. God's got a work for you to do. Why don't you listen to God? What happened in Noah's day? Babies begin to wash out to the seashore. Family members, no matter how hard they hung on to each other, you know what happened a few years ago in the tsunami? Just a week ago, another one hit. This is something that we're not used to going on. It's it's strange happenings. Why? Because it's getting close to the end time, my friend. Earthquakes in diverse places. Have you read the Bible? That's what it says. People will become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Give me more pleasure give me more happiness give me more freedom let me go here let me do here let me have this let me have that don't bother me but i'm telling you god sent a preacher in your life right now to try to wake you up to make you realize god is about to shut the door god is about to shut
1: the door.
2: better pray this morning don't shed no crocodile tears with God but really get down to business with God somebody make a commitment to God God's last message to a lost and dying world Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said who is on the Lord's side let him come unto me and all the sons of Levi gathered themselves Together unto him. John chapter 7, verse number 37. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Revelations 22 and 17. And the Spirit and the bride saith, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let them take freely the waters of life freely. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, church. Let's reach out to God. Reach out to God this morning. God's trying to touch a heart today. God's trying to move in a soul right now. God's trying to change a life today. Oh, Holy Ghost!
1: Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost! Holy Ghost!